0: We're in the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Now, Nadir, please tell us about the consumer and business confidence numbers that came out yesterday. Yeah, you know, Sakine, I mean, with regards to consumer confidence numbers, we saw a marginal improvement uh, coming out relative to the second quarter, but I mean, the second quarter number was really dire, where we saw it uh, sink to a 14 and a half year low on the back of uh, increased fuel prices uh, after the budget speech, um, you know, frequent load shedding, a weakening of the RAND, um, you know, and, and, and increasing unemployment. So really, the second quarter data was an anomaly, so we saw a marginal improvement from that to minus 5 index points um, you know which is still pretty dire it's still uh, the levels we are looking at uh, during the pits of the financial crisis so consumer confidence really not in a good space uh, you know. and if we look at so the long term average of the consumer confidence number is positive 5 index points so Sakina this presents a number of challenges because obviously the uh, consumers don't see this as a good time to be buying durable goods given that consumer confidence is this weak um, and they don't see it as a good time to uh, to take on debt to increase consumption. So, uh, you know, we're finally starting to see the consumer starting to crack and uh, the consumer is being very robust in terms of uh, supporting economic growth in South Africa. So, you know, this presents a number of challenges, uh, not only to South African retailers, which we obviously know um, have attracted a premium rating on the JSE, but also to South African banks, you know, because uh, consumers are not willing to take on more credit. So And, and, and we're coupled with this, you know, we're seeing a rate tightening cycle um, that the Reserve Bank is embarking upon. So, really speaking, that's going to dampen demand for credit even further. So, you know, the South African banks uh, are reaching pretty much a a fairly saturated point uh, in the South African economy, if you look at the exception probably of uh, Capitec, which still has some runway to grow. Um, You know, so I think uh, that the 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 banks, it's all going to be about the African expansion story now, you know, because the South African economy is really going through a, a tough point. Um, and just another interesting point to note from that from that consumer confidence uh, number, Sakina, is that high income earners, you know, remain relatively optimistic about their income growing over the future, whereas low income earners, you know, their sub consumer confidence numbers are still coming in well below minus 10 index points. So, you know, it just talks to the income inequality in South Africa and the, and, and and the disparity of opportunities. Uh, you know, that are available in South Africa and why the inequality gap is so big. And I think these are such important debates to have, particularly as uh, French economist Thomas Piketty is on our shores uh, discussing these exact matters. So, you know, I think inequality has been uh, something that's plagued South Africa for a long time, and increasingly the data we're coming out seems to suggest that South Africa remains a highly unequal society. So, you know, the consumer confidence number, all in all, while improving marginally from the second quarter, still remains in a fairly dire state at minus five index points. And uh, we should start to see the pressures of uh, reduced consumption starting to affect uh, the economy on the top line as well as some of the retailers. And uh, Nadir, also uh, U.S. job numbers are due. What can we expect there? Yeah, it's a big number, Sakina. I mean, uh, we've seen stellar reports come out over the last couple of months. We've seen the unemployment rates in the U.S. moderate to marginally above 5%. And, um, you know, we've really started to see the economy in the U.S. starting to gain a lot of momentum with economic growth really remaining robust. Uh, you know, and, and, and the Federal Reserve has alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, the time for the rate our hiking cycle is almost upon us because it's got to be a gradual rate hiking cycle. And they're very concerned that if they delay it any longer, they're going to have to uh, tighten monetary policy fairly aggressively, and that might spook financial markets. So... You know, it's obviously a big number to watch because the Federal Reserve watches this in terms of where they, the, the direction interest rates are going to head in. Um, you know, I think the fact that uh, there's very little or subdued inflation within the, the, the U.S. economy at the moment, uh, you know, that's what saved us from an interest rate hike. But uh, really speaking, I think, you know, once the Federal Reserve moves, it's very important because uh, many emerging market central banks are going to have to move in step as well. We may see significant out. And that inc- includes South Africa. You know, I think Feniakou was, uh, and, and the Monetary Policy Committee were spared from an interest rate hike at the last uh, meeting due to the fact that uh, the Federal Reserve remained on hold. But uh, you know, once they start hiking interest rates and uh, the RAND weakens uh, or, and the effects of the weaker RAND are felt um, in inflation, you know, I think our, our interest rate policy is going to have to follow suit. So let's wait and see what uh, happens. We're expecting around the 200,000 jobs uh, for the month of September to be added. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's bittersweet data, you know, because it shows that the U.S. economy is in a much better space, that it's powering ahead and that the U.S. consumer is in a healthier state. But, uh, you know, the the better the number, the more inclined we are to expect expect markets to to, to expect an interest rate hike from the Federal Reserve sooner rather than later. And just a quick one, Nadir. Uh, The eurozone inflation turned negative again in September. And that, of course, on the back of tumbling oil prices. Talk to us about that briefly. Yeah, Sakina, so I think, you know, the the ECB have been terrified of deflation, haven't they? And so so has the developed market in general. I mean, there's just absolutely no inflation in the developed markets. And I think uh, this obviously has a lot to do with why commodity prices have come under such pressure, you know, because demand has been exceptionally weak on the back of uh, zero to negative inflation. And, uh, you know, this is exactly what the ECB have been trying to avoid. This is why they've embarked upon their massive of quantitative easing program of around 80 billion euros um, in government bond purchases a month. And uh, this is exactly why they remain highly accommodative and in fact cutting uh, their overnight lending rate to negative territory for, for, for Eurozone banks. And uh, so I think you know, at the end of the day, the European Central Bank will still remain exceptionally accommodative for a long period of time. I think the Federal Reserve obviously is reaching a point where they're going to be tightening monetary policy but development of market banks across the rest of the world, but barring the Bank of England, will still remain highly accommodative on the back of the fact that uh, inflation is as weak as it is because we all know how devastating uh, deflation can be to an economy. You know, it really hampers consumption because it's cheaper to delay consumption so consumers don't consume. Um, and, you know, I think uh, there's going to be an active effort by the European Central Bank, um, you know, to keep uh, monetary conditions very, very loose, to try and boost it inflation and, uh, try, and grow, try and get Europe's economy going. I mean, we see the PMI numbers starting to look better. Um, you know, we see unemployment numbers starting to look better. So Europe has started to tick a lot of the boxes in terms of getting growth going. But, uh, you know, I think the one last concern for the central bank is obviously the the, the negative inflation, and uh, it's on the back of a very weak oil price, and, uh, you know, there's very little that the ECB can obviously do about that. But uh, the one positive they'll take out of this is that if they can uh, keep monetary conditions very, very loose and uh, unemployment can start to come down, the effects of a lower oil price will actually mean increased consumption, boosted by, you know, very low interest rates, and, uh, you know, the. the there could be a positive feedback cycle in terms of economic growth in Europe. Thank you so much. Uh, Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Have a fantastic weekend. It's 10 minutes before 7. AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo on on SAFM. The only thing better than a perfect sunrise.